Hey everyone, we're Shine and you're listening to KU Radio. From the University of Utah, you're listening to Local for Locals, a KU radio production where we talk with local musicians, emerging artists, and underground visionaries about new music, upcoming shows, and just getting to know the people behind the local music scene right here in Salt Lake City. I'm your co-host, William. And I'm your other co-host, Jules. And we're back with another episode of Local for Locals. Today with us, Shrine, a black American music uh, band from right here in Salt Lake City. Uh, how are you, thank you guys for coming, and how are you guys doing today? We're doing pretty well. Uh, how are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing okay. Good. Uh, coming off another episode, you know, kind of a marathon session mm. today. Cool, cool. Um, before we get too into it, uh, do you guys want to go around, introduce yourself, say what you play in the band? Yeah, I'm Dave Bryant. I mean, I play drums. been playing for quite a while now, I guess. So, um, Cam Haskins, we've been playing percussion for a bit, so that's what I do. I'm Ben Olmstead, and I play keyboards in the band. Nice. So what originally got you guys into music? Well, um, man, I feel like so formal right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, let me like cross my legs and <laughs> chill. Um, I mean, I grew up in Harlem. I was playing in the church, like in the black church, for a very, very long time. Um, so, I mean, it was like a pipeline. It was a very easy pipeline. We are growing up in the black church and then growing up in Harlem and then growing up with all that culture around. It was like, well... Yeah, no shit. I'm going to keep playing when I move to Utah. I mean, at first I couldn't find like a place or a community to play the style of music that I like to play. But um, after a while, I was able to find my community. And then I met Ben, actually, at Weber State, who is my best friend, by the way. Um, so I met him and then we connected and we started playing music a bunch at Weber State and um, playing jazz. And then after a while, we met Cam, and then we met the whole band. So, I mean, I won't talk for all of us, but I'll let them go, my bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we all just kind of came together at the right time. It was uh, 2021, right when the pandemic was kind of settling down, and everyone was getting back to normal. And uh, we all met each other in Salt Lake, and immediately we clicked as musicians. We all kind of had the same vision, and um, that's carried us through to this moment right here uh for me it was different uh they were kind of already a group like shrine was like five people already and i was best friends with a few of the members um and then i did shrooms with one of the members there's my best friend named marcus and then uh percussions around in my family like i'm afro-caribbean so i would connect with my um aunts and they wanted me to play percussion when i was like little and i would always be like nah i want to do film but just picked it up like a year ago and it's been really successful so that's how I got started I guess. Fantastic and you guys hinted that there I mean we have three members in the studio today but you hinted that there are mm -hmm. um, three more members of the band. Yeah. When did you guys all start um, playing as a playing as a shrine? Playing as a shrine? <laughs> Yo uh, we had like our first what was it like the first backyard concert was in like august of last oh two years ago almost um i think in 2021 it was like a little after kind of like the huge pandemic stuff but like we all kind of came together because we really enjoyed like okay specifically herbie hancock like we love 1970s like funk era stuff like that and we also just like Neil Soul, like Erica Badu, all these different, all these different kind of artists and jazz, and, oh excuse me, all these different kind of things, and so we just, I don't know, we, 
naturally kind of just came together and one person knew one other person like i brought him down to salt lake one time and then marcus brought me to his house one time and then i met our bassist and then it just all became a thing and we're like why not make this a band guys this, this kind of sounds pretty good i would say and so we just kept it going and then people really liked what we were playing i'll be honest with you you're not hearing what we're playing around here too much so i think we were doing a pretty damn good job at it and did you guys um did any of you guys have any other professional projects before Shrine? Uh, Day and I actually played just kind of like acoustic jazz around Ogden mostly because we uh, were in the jazz combos at Weber State University actually down there. So we had been playing together for probably three or so years, but we oh wanted wow. to expand our horizons a little bit more. And that's what led us down to Salt Lake and just found some like-minded musicians who wanted to carry the genre forward and like... Um, adhere to the tradition of it, but also make it our own and add some new, more modern flavors to it. That's super cool. And the name Shrine, where does who does that come from? What does it mean to you guys? Uh, um, I mean, I didn't make up the word Shrine, but it was like, I kind of just was like, this band should be called Shrine because... Man, I could... Man, that's a long story. But anyways, so most of us have our varying practices of spiritualness and spirituality where we come from um whether it's buddhism whichever we practice and so we you know when you kind of give reverence to something you have we have some kind of shrine that we either pray to meditate to whatever you want to call it and so the music that we play is very meditative it's very special to us it's very connective to us especially in connecting to our Honestly, the black ancestors who helped us get to where we are, the indigenous ancestors, all the people of color who have helped us get to where we are right now. And so the music we play is reminiscent of a shrine to them because we reverence them in everything that we play. And, I mean, that's kind of where the name came from. It just kind of came together. So we are shrine to them, I guess, honoring them in every way. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. It looks like you guys play a lot of live music from like your Instagram. I saw a ton of videos and a lot of shows you guys do. Um, can you tell us more about like the Shrine experience, like what it's like to be at one of your shows? It's kind of put, it puts everyone in a trance, basically. Um, there's a certain wavelength that everybody kind of tunes into when we play. And uh, everybody just kind of collectively tunes into that, I feel like. That's how I would describe our live shows. Hmm. What do you think, Kim? Uh, to be honest, like I just get into playing the music. I, I really don't pay attention to the crowd very much. We <laughs> are in our own world. <laughs> I feel like it's like we play and there's like this ball of energy that just like, and then everyone's just like really likes it. And then you're not hearing like black music around here very much. You're usually hearing the same old like indie, you know, I don't say it in a derogatory sense, but you know, what you usually hear a, ver a very majority white demographic state play. So <laughs> if that makes sense, hopefully that's not too offensive for the, the podcast, but yeah, that's just the, the truth in my opinion. <laughs> definitely one of the first like jazz fun sort of bands you've had on here. So it's super cool. There's a thing about jazz too. I know you, you guys throw the prompts at us, but I am, I think we're a little reluctant to call ourselves jazz because mm -hmm. a lot of the time jazz has been used against black artist to put everything that's black music into the category of jazz and undervalue it when it should be more valued obviously but that's been a like systematic thing so we're kind of 
reluctant to take that label, if that makes sense. Would you use any sort of genres to describe your music, or you guys kind of just do your own sort of thing? What you mentioned in the beginning, we're a black American music band. Right. I, um, last semester, I took a survey of jazz course where we talked about, we brought up the fact that jazz as a genre was kind of just invented by a record label as, you know, just something an easy category to fit all this wonderful kind of music in and um, that's when I first heard the term like black American music and it is really refreshing to see people play that kind of music out in Salt Lake um, so you guys are really just um, you guys are killing it um, my next question right along with this line of questioning was just how would you describe your music to ne somebody who's never to never before heard it and maybe somebody who's never not familiar with the term black American music either Hmm. I mean, I don't want to sound like I know more or anything like that when it comes to this kind of music. Because, man, I'm only fucking 24. I don't know. Shit, I'm still trying to figure it out, you know. <clears throat> but that's the thing is even these musicians who are 80 are still trying to figure it out. We're all trying to figure it out. It's like a lifelong journey and a post-lifelong journey, a post-life journey of trying to figure out what this music is. So... I've had this question a lot, man, and honestly, you're just gonna, you gotta just come listen to it, and and actually listening to what's going on, because I think it's kind of what Cam mentioned earlier, some people already go into it, and they're like, oh, this is jazz, and so they're thinking about it in such this box, in this almost two-dimensional box that you want to put us into, but it's, it's like, you don't even know where the hell this thing's gonna go at all, like, it could be very chill and quiet and then one moment it could be the loudest thing you're hearing in a long time but a lot of it is a journey it's um reminiscent of a journey every song that we play we are taking a journey and we're telling you a story because the music we play is about well it comes about from the suffering of the people that we play for it comes about because there were people who had to go through things so we could even get to that position to be able to play that music. So come at it with respect. Come at it with an open heart. That's all we ask. Um, so I can't really like tell you like what kind of we music we play. You just got to come listen. You know, come to a show. Come hang. We have stuff all the time, you know, just, cause just come through, you know, and, and listen and be open-minded with it and don't try to box us in here. So, did I did I answer that? Cool. Did, yeah. There we go. So for everyone listening right now, what are some shows you guys have coming up that they could go to? Well, we got Stateroom on April 29th um, with Softcore. Uh, they're amazing people, whom I love. Um, I love I love them so much. Let me talk about Softcore for a minute. Like, Softcore is this group that we met at the Eccles. Uh, we had we were both on the same kind of bill on the show for the Echoes Theater. It's like an arts festival thing, and they are just some of the most beautiful individuals that I've ever met. Very reminiscent of the freedom of spirit, spirit queerness, uh, everything in between. And that's kind of what we all like to push, which is uh, a huge thing where we have these underrepresented groups that we are trying to also get out there because they are such beautiful musicians by the way i just had to brag about them real quick um so april 29th and uh what what else we got man is uh may 3rd. may 3rd we'll be here back at the u actually 
in the building is the architecture or something like that school design maybe oh there we go i think so mm. okay yeah playing on campus yeah playing on campus um also we also plan a lot of things at our house just to play like in our backyard we have a nice backyard we've gotten the cops called on us before and we didn't really care <laughs> because <laughs> when the energy gets so high there's i don't know it seems like someone has to come and swat it down because it, maybe it's not for everybody or it wasn't supposed to be in that moment i guess but we won't get all philosophical right it's now it's a yin yang mm-hmm. situation it is <laughs> yeah no matter it's who comes to our shows i've noticed that everybody tunes in and is open-minded for the most part i think that people just they see the uniqueness of our vision within the context of the scene here in Salt Lake and they want to tune into it. So do would you guys say you have like a um, dedicated fan group, you know, do you have a fan club or something? I would say so. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean we can't go to a we can't go to a coffee shop, we can't enjoy a can't enjoy this this little coffee that I got here today. <laughs> oh my god, you guys are shining, right? Yeah. I mean it's it feels really nice. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, damn, okay, this is nice, you know. I'll definitely have some people just staring at us and I'm like, well, what is going on here? Being a little m- niche. I think Ben put it one time it was the most funniest shit I've ever heard. He's like niche internet micro celebrity is what he called <laughs> it. And I almost yeah. fucking like I died. And that term is cool, I guess, but it's just being able to <laughs> to like being able to like get recognized around for the music we play knowing that it's a niche music as well and knowing that we're kind of playing something and kind of throwing a ball into like a dark alley or something like that we don't know what the hell is gonna come about when we play this music but we know that we love this music right so i mean y'all got anything else to say about that i don't know i don't want to do all the time talking (laughs) well yeah, it's just like, I think it's like we don't want to be disparaging to like uh, the predominant music scene here or anything. That's not what we're coming at. We're just saying like, it's, we're probably the only people doing what we're doing. And it seems like a lot of people are actually catching on to that. And they're realizing that like it's a unique form of art that we're doing. And yeah, we like that. <laughs> and, and then to add on to that, it like allows people who, do want to play this style of music and have loved this style of music but have been discouraged by the majority um, to not then we have people that are like well we love Herbie Hancock too we love this kind of music too and then it's realizing that it's been here the whole time and now we're creating an avenue for these individuals who have wanted to do this this whole time to come out and that's what we see so it's not dead here it never has been it's just now there are people to give it a voice here it's 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 been here the whole time so that is exciting it's sort of like creating a scene exactly um it has to start somewhere you know uh, i wanted to talk about the songwriting process a little bit uh how would you say the process of writing a new song goes do you guys have any um sort of starting jumping off points that you find yourself com- returning to uh, we we need our bass player here for sure he's <laughs> definitely written some really killer tunes for us his name is Emil Welker. He's the, like he's the most killing bassist in the whole state. Mm-hmm. So we need him. But as far as the ones that I've created, um, I definitely look into just like taking a lot from. I don't know if you guys know Jay Dilla. Yeah. Yeah, looking at a lot That's of cool. Dilla stuff, and it's not so much just copying Dilla's style. It's just like the 
who gives a fuck about the rules mentality. Like, fuck the rules. Like, Jay Dilla, like, for example, this is a whole convoluted thing. Like, how he set up his drum programs and his DAW before it was such a steady beat, right? Like, the kick goes mm-hmm. one and three, snare one and uh, two and four. But he would, like, take the snares, make them early, take the kicks, put them here, and then he created a whole genre. And I feel like that's what we're trying to do when we make our originals is pay homage to him, Butcher Brown, Herbie Hancock, because the continual thing with black music, I feel like, is that it is kind of like a fuck the rules that are put in place by Eurocentric ideals on, on music, when music is so human. You know, like, I have no music theory knowledge, but I've written, made some of these originals that were going to be playing at Stateroom and gotten good reception. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. why does someone really need, I know we're on a university podcast, but why does someone really need four years at institution to do something that our ancestors and everyone's ancestors was able to do without books and sheets and all that? So there it is. Mm-hmm. I think, like, uh, the music comes first and the theory comes second. You know, the music always comes from the heart. It's an emotional, spiritual thing. And that's kind of the emphasis that we put on our creative and writing process as well. It's just all about spontaneity and in the moment and what feels right. And then we build upon that and add it layer by layer. I think that's how I'd describe it. Yeah, I always say um, I, like to, I like to play music with my friends too. And, you know, sometimes you get wrapped up trying to trying to learn as much as you can because it's exciting and you care a lot but uh, i always have the opinion that music theory can only really explain the music you're doing it can't really like make the music for you right um exactly and i talk about this a lot with uh cam and ben and the whole band actually where uh our ancestors um our african ancestors they weren't thinking about we're going to play the 6-8 clave with an imposed 4-4 over it they didn't give a shit about any of that what the hell does that mean they were just playing these super intricate syncopated rhythms and they weren't thinking about it because it was in them already so why the hell would i want to box this music in that came that came directly from them that would be paying them a, a huge disservice. Yes, we have to have some kind of structure so we can be able to explain, right? And that's where we use language to explain these things. But then at the end of the day, music has always transcended language, and it's a language in itself. So I think we come from this place of why are we going to sit here and box ourselves in with a piece of paper in front of us if we can't even we don't even have an idea what we want to play yet but i'm trying to write it down no just start playing something ben will start playing some chords on the keyboard and then i'm like all right well this this might sound good over it and then emil might start grooving with it and then joe's like oh i hear something and then he's gonna start playing some strings and some atmospheric stuff and then we hear cam and he comes in and lays something down behind it as well and then that's when marcus will start a melodic line over it that's where music comes from that's how we create music it's not here's your part here's your part here's your part and now just do it i can get anyone in the state to do that in the world to do that i can give you a piece of paper and give anyone a piece of paper to do it but they won't be able to do it like these guys do it so that's why i love playing with these guys also too is because they get it they get all this shit i don't have to explain that to them yeah well (coughs) it almost reminds me of like I've been um, really obsessed with, like, Rick Rubin uh, as of recently. And what he said about how, like, when it comes to music, the consumer does not know what they want. And I think the same can be said almost to an artist, too. Like, it's it's impossible to tell what you like until you play it. So I think it's super cool that you guys are just 
you know, so, so like vibe centric, you're not doing, um, you're not, it's not like you're not taking yourself seriously, but um, you're just kind of seeing where the music goes and that's the only way to discover what you really like, you know? Exactly. So in the near future, where do you see, you guys, like, where do you uh, see um, Shrine? Do you guys want to continue playing some more live shows? Do you want to eventually put some music out there for people to stream? Or is that kind of not what you are looking to do? Or you just kinda, where do you see yourself going? Uh, all right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just thinking. Um, Shrine is going to keep going for now um so i'm moving to oregon cam is moving to oregon marcus is also moving to oregon and then ben is eventually coming out to portland um and so obviously that's going to cause a little bit of a pause for right now with shrine as far as live shows but we don't want it to die obviously because it's a beautiful thing but even if it doesn't continue as it should be we know we did something in this state that a lot of people haven't done and that we have created something that will last and that people will remember. We are planning a recording session to finally release our originals, which is great. Um, that'll happen before we leave. Uh, the Spotify is already being created and up right now, which is nice. We have all of us are working on that within our uh, everyday lives right now. Um, but as far as Shrine goes, it will live on whether we are playing live or not. Because it will live, it's living now, it was before, it's then, it's all the same. It will always be. So I'm not really worried about it, to be honest with you. It's always going to be something that is here. And so, yeah, Shrine will continue. Um, I want to say that I think I want to turn the question, that question to the audience because obviously a lot of things happened a few years ago with the 2020 riots and like Black Uprising and stuff like that. And I think we've gotten back in the years following due to the political climate of kind of back to separating the art and the artists. But in general, like black artists should be getting the same uprising support that they did in 2020. <laughs> So if y'all weren't trying to stay around, like I'd encourage you guys to like stream our Spotify, go follow our like our Shrine account, Shrine SLC, uh, support Black Art. You know, um, is everyone in the band black? But no, y'all get the message. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I kind of would turn that question to the audience. Like, how much do y'all want Black music to stay here and to stay prevalent? Like, support it. So. Yeah, and that's the thing is, everyone in the band isn't black, and some people have mentioned that but it's not about who's black who's not who's white who's not who's what color who's what orientation we don't give a shit in this band right. we give a shit if you've done the work on yourself we give a shit if you are like-minded like us he doesn't look anything like me ben looks nothing like me but that is my brother right there point blank i don't need him to look like me i don't need him to have the same experience as me but i need him to know me and I need to know him as well. And I need to know Cam. And I need to know Mill and Marcus. And that's why our band works so well. It's not because we are all black, not because we are all people of color. 
or queer or whatever, but because we all understand the subjective experience and we are open to learning that subjective experience as well. And they know where this music comes from and they know the ancestry and they're aware of it. So yeah, I, I could care less if the whole band is black or not. Do they, do they love the music? Do they love the culture? Are we about each other? Yeah, so that's what keeps Shrine going. That's why Shrine will always keep going is because we have people like this in our lives. And that's what our fan base looks like or people or people who are even trying to understand that and we are able to open them up to that subjective experience too. If um if music is energy, then I feel like our approach to it with BAM is that there's limitless, like it's limitless. Because what could limit the energy? Oh, if there's like this weird bias, et cetera. There's none of that and we're trying to push that culture. I mean, that's I think that's what the music industry as a whole needs, like is just a limitless approach. Not so boxed in, but it's easier to control things when you box them in or put these barriers. I don't know. I feel like with myself, I'm not trying to like harp on myself, it's just like I don't have the formal education as some people do, but I'm playing more gigs. I feel like that makes me like I am bam. Because <laughs> I don't like I don't care what anyone thinks about that. I'm still gonna play music, still play it well. So I'm bam. They're bam. Like I don't know. <laughs> Um, I, th I hate to wrap it up, but I think that's just about as much time as we have. Um, before we go, any words of advice to people in the scene who want to start maybe playing same sort of music as you guys, um, and are just coming up? Man, just play the fucking music. Like, don't give a shit about what anyone says about the music, or what the culture might say, or if they make any derogatory terms or we've been called some crazy shit we've been called everything and we've been told everything that's why we speak like this is because we have had to deal with that especially in utah as well being a black band and then being black people and then <laughs> being queer on top of that as well it's like we've had all these things after a while that gets old and you don't give a shit. So just don't give a shit. Respect the culture and push the culture in the way that it should be because you're going in the right direction, you know? Just keep going. Do it. Just I hate to sound like the Shia LaBeouf thing. Literally, just do it, though. Like, just go for it. Thank Send you. it. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Please sponsor, you know? <laughs> but no, seriously, just go for it. Don't let anyone stop you. Just it's here. The culture is here. Don't let anyone make you think that it's not here either. Well, thank you guys so much. I um, really appreciate what you're doing, like for following your passions and bringing that music to other people in Salt Lake for a place that wouldn't really hear it normally. So we loved having you on, giving mm. you like, a little space here to share more about it. So thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. Appreciate it. Looks like all the time we had today in the studio. Thank you guys so much for stopping by to chat with us. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Be sure to check out Shrine's Instagram. That's at SLC. Keep, out, uh, keep an eye out for their upcoming show, April 29th at the State Room. That's Shrine and Softcore in one, one magical night. Uh, and thank you again for listening to Local for Locals. We'll see you guys next week.